0: The podcast for St. Joseph and Elkhart Counties that reads like an audio newspaper. This is SME Community Radio Newscast powered by Anchor.fm.
1: With every indicator showing that Christianity is in decline in this country, the AFA is urging churches to emphasize biblical teaching. Ministry spokesman Ed Vitigliano says, quote, Church leaders must return to unapologetically teaching the truth. Christians in the pews must be bold in their witness for Christ and prepare themselves to disciple those who turn to the faith, who will be saved if no one preaches the truth to them. Michael Harrington, SRN News.
2: After dealing with chaos in Afghanistan, another COVID-19 surge, and lower than expected jobs numbers, the White House is eager to turn the page.
3: I think you can expect the president to be communicating over the coming weeks on a range of issues that are front and center on the minds of the American people. President
2: Biden hopes to refocus on infrastructure and other administration priorities, but questions and concerns about the Afghanistan withdrawal and aftermath won't be going away anytime soon. Greg Clugston, the White House.
1: News 8
2: is
4: on
1: demand. On the go. From the All-Indiana Podcast Network, this is Daybreak Drive-In with WISH-TV's Scott Sander. From WISH-TV,
5: I'm Scott Sander with your Daybreak Drive-In for Tuesday, September 7th. Three violent deaths in Indiana prisons, masks on at local libraries, and Wentz settles in as the likely starter. Next. Next.
6: Football's right around the corner. Get in on the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And with the NFL returning, DraftKings is giving new customers $200 in free bets instantly when you bet $1 or more on any football game. Listen up, because you don't want to miss this. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code ART19 to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game and get a free shot at a million top prize with your first deposit. That's promo code ART19 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT.
5: There have been three violent deaths in prisons in Indiana in just more than one week. Sunday at the state facility in Bunker Hill, a prisoner was found fatally injured in his cell. Police think it was a homicide. In Terre Haute, the AP reports an inmate was stabbed to death Friday at the federal prison just hours after he arrived. About a week prior, an inmate was beaten to death in a fight there. Wear a mask as you browse the stacks at Indianapolis Public Libraries. The system is restarting a face-covering mandate today as coronavirus cases spike. You'll have to wear one in any branch you visit. President Biden is set to see more storm damage today, touring parts of New Jersey and New York. Authorities say at least 50 people have died in the Northeast in the aftermath of what was Hurricane Ida days after it hit Louisiana and Mississippi, causing catastrophic damage there, too. Biden points to power problems and road damage as a further push for federal infrastructure improvements. Carson Wentz is looking more and more likely as the week one starter for the Colts. He's back to full practice this week ahead of the season opener Sunday. Wentz has missed time recovering from foot surgery and a spell on COVID protocol, leaving the quarterback spot unsettled.
7: Are you tired of wasting time making trips to the grocery store, waiting in checkout lines, and overpaying for groceries every week? We thought so. Luckily, there's a better way. Misfits Market takes the hassle out of grocery shopping by delivering fresh, organic produce and sustainable groceries straight to your home at prices up to 40% less than traditional grocery stores. You'll get access to exclusive weekly savings on peak season organic produce, high-quality meats and seafood, and sustainably sourced pantry staples like snacks, pasta, and grains, plus keto-friendly and gluten-free foods. Do your weekly shopping in just minutes with Misfits Market, all with no service fees, membership fees, or commitments. Become a free member today and get $15 off your first order through September 30th. Just go to www.misfitsmarket.com and use code GROCERY15. That's promo code GROCERY15 for $15 off your first order. Misfits Market is not available in all 50 states. For more info, visit misfitsmarket.com.
5: Slightly warmer today. Highs in the mid-80s should be breezy in the afternoon hours, ushering in rain and storm chances later in the evening. From WISH-TV, I'm Scott Sander. Be sure to like and subscribe to your daily news updates from WISH-TV on the All Indiana Podcast Network.
1: Watch News 8 Daybreak Live, weekday mornings 4 to 10 a.m. on WISH-TV. Online at wishtv.com. And listen to more podcasts from WISH-TV on the All Indiana Podcast Network at allindianapodcastnetwork.com.
8: We talked to community leaders about the COVID-19 vaccine.
5: There is no
1: invincibility to COVID-19. I mean, I've mean, i had people in my church die in the hospital without their loved ones. They're at the funeral home, and we have to limit it to 5 to 10 people in the beginning.
0: No reflection, no community gatherings. The power to change this
1: narrative is your choice. My hope is that people will get vaccinated.
8: Find your vaccine at michigan.gov slash A message from the Michigan Department of Health and Human
9: Services. This hazardous weather outlook is for northern Indiana, southwest Michigan and northwest Ohio. Day 1, today and tonight. There is a risk for severe thunderstorms this afternoon and evening. The primary hazard is damaging wind gusts. Days 2 through 7, Wednesday through Monday. No hazardous weather is expected at this time. Spotter information statement. Spotter activation may be needed late this afternoon and this evening. Detailed forecast. Today. A slight chance of showers between 4 p.m. and 5 p.m., then a chance of showers and thunderstorms after 5 p.m., mostly sunny, with a high near 86. Breezy, with a southwest wind 10-15 to 15 mph increasing to 20-25 to 25 mph in the afternoon. Winds could gust as high as 35 mph. Chance of precipitation is 30%. Tonight, showers and thunderstorms before 11 p.m., then a slight chance of showers between 11 p.m. and 2 a.m. Some of the storms could produce heavy rainfall. Low around 58. West wind 10 to 20 miles per hour with gusts as high as 30 miles per hour. Chance of precipitation is 80%. New precipitation amounts between a quarter and half of an inch possible. Wednesday. Sunny with a high near 74. West wind 10 to 20 miles per hour with gusts as high as 30 miles per hour. Wednesday night a 20% chance of showers. Partly cloudy, with a low around 56. Northwest wind around 5 mph. Thursday. A 20% chance of showers before 11 am. Mostly sunny, with a high near 74. Light northwest wind increasing to 5-10 to 10 mph in the morning. Thursday night. Mostly clear, with a low around 52.
0: News Nation this hour I'm James Sears. Power in Louisiana has been restored to more than half of those left in the dark from Hurricane Ida but it could be another three weeks before it's back on for almost 420,000 others. In coastal communities like Plaquemines Parish many areas remain underwater.
10: The longest part of our parish is inhabitable right now. Uh, it's about an 18 mile stretch that we're trying to get that
11: water off the road trying to pump it out.
0: Many residents also facing shortages of gas, water, and food. President Biden will be in New York and New Jersey today to visit the hardest-hit areas drenched by the remnants of Hurricane Ida. Both states had the most deaths due to people trapped in flooded basements. Many people lost everything.
12: We're alive, you know, blessed because we're alive. We get to start all over. There's so many people that lost their lives
7: that can't start over.
0: Biden's visit comes a day after he approved disaster declarations in both states. Texas Governor Greg Abbott will sign a controversial election integrity bill sometime today. The bill will roll back some pandemic-related voter accommodations, along with establishing new rules for mail-in voting and tightening existing voting procedures. Supporters have said the law is needed to uphold election integrity, but critics have gone so far as to call the law Jim Crow 2.0. The number of COVID cases across the country is way up compared to this time last year. Data from Johns Hopkins University shows new daily infections have increased 316 percent compared to last Labor Day. The daily death rate is almost twice as high. Hospitalizations are also up 158 percent compared to a year ago. Experts blame the Delta variant and those Americans who are refusing to get vaccinated. A judge is reversing an order for an Ohio hospital to administer an unproven and unapproved medical treatment to a COVID-19 patient on a ventilator. Yesterday, a Butler County judge sided with Westchester Hospital saying it does not have a duty to use ivermectin, which is a drug prescribed to treat parasites in livestock. Last month, the court ruled in favor of a suit by Julie Smith to use the drug to treat her husband, Jeffrey, who's been in the hospital with COVID-19 since July 15th. And bears are breaking into South Lake Tahoe homes in Northern California. The number doubled or tripled in recent days as 22,000 residents evacuated because of the Caldor fire, which is now 48% contained. Find News Nation on your cable or satellite provider and stay up to date around the clock at NewsNationNow.com and on the NewsNation Now app. I'm James Sears.
13: Welcome to 2021 Talks, where we're following our democracy in historic times
1: far too many of these workers died because they did not have basic protections. They didn't have a government that was on their side.
13: Ohio Democratic Senator and Banking Committee Chair Sherrod Brown says an unprecedented number of frontline workers died on the job this year from COVID-19. Brown testified Monday at a Senate Banking, Housing, and Urban Affairs Committee virtual hearing on workers' rights and the government's role in protecting workers. More than 7 million Americans lost their emergency federal unemployment benefits yesterday. 26 states pulled out of. Of the extra $300 in unemployment income earlier this summer as businesses struggled to fill job openings. The White House says there are no plans to expand federal unemployment benefits any further. Executive Director at the National Black Workers Center, Tanya Wallace, says the decision will particularly affect workers of color.
8: Racism, unemployment, and low-wage work are multipliers of inequity that are experienced by families already struggling with poverty. Over the
13: weekend, President Biden approved disaster declarations for New York and New Jersey. New York Governor Kathy Hochul said Ida caused more than $50 million in damages after the storm's record-breaking rainfall of 3.1 inches per hour last week. New York had 17 confirmed deaths, and in New Jersey, there were at least 27 confirmed deaths and four people missing. Biden is expected to visit the region today. Kentucky Governor Andy Bashir says his state is now in a dire situation because of a surge in new coronavirus cases driven by the Delta variant. Meanwhile, health professionals are concerned misinformation may be leading pregnant women to choose not to get the COVID vaccine despite universal recommendations from medical groups that they do so. Dr. Jessica Branham is an OBGYN at Appalachian Regional Healthcare in the eastern part of the state. We have tons and tons of good data showing that women who are pregnant have received their COVID-19 vaccine and that they are not only doing well, but it is actually showing protective effect for the newborn baby as well. The Department of Justice on Monday said it will provide support for women who are seeking abortions in Texas amid turmoil following the passage of a controversial restrictive abortion law in the state. Attorney General Merrick Garland said the department will explore all options to challenge the new Texas law. Finally, at least four planes chartered to evacuate several hundred people seeking to escape the Taliban's takeover of Afghanistan have been unable to leave the country for days, officials said Sunday. Republican Representative Michael McCall of Texas said the Taliban was preventing Americans from leaving. Afghan officials say the passengers were Afghans, many of whom lacked passports or visas. I'm Nadia Ramlagan for Pacifica Network and Public News Service. Find our eight trust indicators to support transparency and accuracy at publicnewsservice.org.
1: The Public News Service doing newscast September the 7th, 2021. I'm Mike Clifford. A coalition of social activists and care industry groups calling on Congress now to pass President Joe Biden's American Families Plan. A coalition of social activists and care industry groups is calling its part of Biden's $3.5 trillion infrastructure bill with about $400 billion to boost home and community-based services for vulnerable people who need assistance. Studies estimate that more than 40 million Americans provide hundreds of millions of dollars in unpaid care for family members. Ajin Poo, Director of Caring Across Generations, says the need for family paid leave and affordable care services in Arizona and elsewhere continues to grow.
12: Families also require more supportive services for veterans and people with disabilities and older adults who wish to remain in the comfort of their own homes and communities. But these options have too often been out of
1: most Republicans and some Democrats oppose the Biden plan, saying it costs too much. Mark Richardson reporting. The Biden plan also includes early childhood programs for three and four-year-olds and tuition-free community college. The Washington Post report suggests a department exploring all options to challenge Texas's restrictive abortion law. Attorney General Merrick Garland said Monday as he vowed to provide support to abortion clinics that are under attack in the state and to protect those seeking and providing reproductive health services. The Post says the move by the nation's top law enforcement officer comes just days after the Supreme Court refused to block a Texas abortion statute that bans a procedure as early as six weeks into pregnancy, with no exception for rape or incest. And the Colorado River Delta, which has been dry for most of the past 50 years, is bringing back to life. That's thanks to a temporary water diversion intended to revive wildlife habitat and benefit local communities.
14: Dr. Francisco Zamora with the Sonoran Institute in Tucson says members of the Cucapa tribe in Mexico are overjoyed. For them, seeing water in the
2: river is important. It's really about the people not having places to fish, not having access to some of the plants or vegetation that they use for cultural traditions, for medicine.
14: In May, officials at the Morelos Dam on the border near Yuma, Arizona, began diverting the water, which would normally flow to farms and towns in Mexico. I'm Suzanne Potter.
1: This story produced with original reporting from Lord's Madrano for Yes! Magazine. The West is suffering through a mega drought that has left reservoirs, including Lake Mead, only one-third full. That will trigger cuts to water deliveries in Arizona, Nevada, and Mexico by next year. This is P.N.S., State legislatures across the country have passed laws criminalizing an essential part of civic participation in a democracy. It's called protesting. Eric Kadoff talked to one expert who says these laws could also infringe on the religious rights of Native Americans.
4: A measure passed in Montana this year is designed to protect critical infrastructure like oil pipelines. Rosalind LaPierre, who teaches environmental studies at the University of Montana, says if someone is convicted under this law, they could be fined up to $150,000 and spend 30 years in prison.
15: What is different
14: about the Montana law and a few other laws is that the Montana law also
12: includes people who assist protesters.
4: LaPierre says many states have borrowed similar language to punish protesters and people who aid them. She believes the laws are in response to protests of the Dakota Access Pipeline at Standing Rock and to prevent actions like the Keystone XL Pipeline protests.
1: New research suggests the nation's most trusted news sources are dropping the ball when it comes to helping voters connect the dots between more frequent and extreme weather events and a warming planet. Scientists have repeatedly warned that climate change is exacerbating drought,
11: wildfires and flooding, and making storms such as Hurricane Ida stronger. But Allison Fisher with the watchdog group Media Matters says Americans are not getting the full story.
12: The hesitancy to connect extreme weather events to climate change by these networks is very closely related to campaign by the fossil fuel industry to make climate change a third rail, make it confusing to cast that doubt.
11: Over a 96-hour period of wall-to-wall coverage of Hurricane Ida, just 4% of nearly 800 news segments aired by corporate broadcast and cable news outlets
1: mentioned climate change. I'm Eric Galatis. And finally, our Mike Bowen tells us this month, Congress could give final approval to a $1 trillion infrastructure bill. Since the mid-1970s, the Weatherization Assistance Program has helped
2: low-income homeowners and renters make their homes stronger and more energy efficient. Its usual annual budget is about $300 million, and the infrastructure plan would tack on $3.5 billion. Andrea Olson of Community Action Partnership in North Dakota says its weatherization staff often works with seniors who want to stay in their homes but need assistance to make them livable.
13: It needs some additional work to keep that home safe for them. We also want to help them, you know, save money from heating costs.
2: Upgrades often include furnace repairs and installing insulation. Currently there's a waiting list of nearly 300 in North Dakota for weatherization services I'm Mike Mowen.
1: This is by Clifford for Public News Service member and listener supported on our radio stations, big and small. And find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org.
8: From the Black Information Network, this is the BIN Daily Update.
16: Tyler And I'm Terry McCready on your home for 24-7 News, the Black
14: Information Network. A legal defense fund is created for Uber and Lyft. The reason? A new necessary due to the Texas abortion law imagine you're driving a Lyft and somebody gets in your car and you plug in the address and you take them there. Are you supposed to say, are you on your way to the abortion, to get an abortion? Uh, are you six weeks along? Former Obama administration senior advisor African American Valerie Jarrett raising the point. The new Texas abortion law allows citizens to file lawsuits against anyone aiding an abortion in the state. That would include anyone transporting a woman to a clinic. The defense fund would cover all legal costs drivers may face.
16: Another day means more bloodshed and death in Tigray. Thousands have been killed as the Ethiopian government forces and the rebels continue in a war that seems to have no end. Those caught in the middle of the raging battle are finding themselves on the verge of starvation.
14: Reports are hundreds of thousands are dealing with famine conditions. A building collapses. There are dead and injured. It happened in. Uganda. Hilary Asiga is our correspondent on the ground in Kampala.
12: Rescue teams have so far retrieved six bodies from the rubble. Eight people who sustained injuries are receiving treatment at the country's national referral hospital. The building, which is under construction, caved in after a heavy downpour on Sunday evening. Building collapses are common in Uganda. Local authorities blame unscrupulous developers who often bypass regulations.
16: The United States reaches a COVID vaccine milestone. Nearly 375 million doses have been administered. Of that number, more than 175 million people are now fully vaccinated. Also, a little more than 1 million
14: have received the third dose
16: of the Pfizer booster.
14: A black man is an eyewitness to another black man's rough arrest. So Ebony Hickson records it on cell phone. And now he gets a resisting arrest ticket from San Diego, California, car a ticket he says he doesn't deserve for just recording.
8: What would have happened if I wasn't here to actually help and record off his phone and my phone at that time?
14: What do you pull me over for? Hickson says he's lucky he was there as police stopped Columbus White. It was the treatment of White recorded by Hickson prompting a San Diego police investigation into the actions of their officers. There is such promise that Forward Promise, an initiative of the Mariah Group, is putting some money behind its belief and boys and young men of color. $1.75 million is going to 23 community organizations for support and continuation of the mission.
16: For more on these stories and international, national, state, and local news affecting the black community, listen to the Black Information Network on the iHeartRadio
14: app or log on to BINnews.com. I'm Vanessa Tyler with Terry McCready on your home for 24-7 News, the Black Information Network. Thank
12: Made in Maine from recycled sails, Seabags are perfect for everyday use. From sandy beach days to weekend getaways, Seabags stand up to whatever the day brings with rope handles that wrap around the entire bag and most styles offer the added convenience of being machine washable. Seabags sources all its materials from within the United States and is proud to have kept over 700 tons of sail cloth out of the landfill. Shop online at Seabags.com or at any Seabags retail store and get 15% off with coupon code Part 15. Made in Maine from recycled sails, Seabags are perfect for everyday use. From sandy beach days to weekend getaways, Seabags stand up to whatever the day brings with rope handles that wrap around the entire bag and most styles offer the added convenience of being machine washable. Seabags sources all its materials from within the United States and is proud to have kept over 700 tons of sail cloth out of the landfill. Shop online at Seabags.com or at any Seabags retail store and get 15% off with coupon code Heart 15.
7: What feeling do you get when you drive the 575 horsepower supercharged V8 Jaguar F-Type R? All of them. Discover the powerful performance that makes driving a Jaguar like no other sports car in the world. Learn more at JaguarUSA.com.
14: I'm Terry McCready. And I'm Vanessa Tyler on your home for 24-7 News, the Black Information Network. An Arkansas doctor is under
16: investigation for reportedly prescribing ivermectin to jail detainees infected with COVID-19, even though federal health officials specifically warn against it. Ivermectin is an antiparasitic drug that is typically used to treat parasites in animals and humans. Fayetteville Public Health Officer Dr. Marty Sharkey, speaking with Fox News 16, said the drug's efficacy remains inconclusive.
15: Like
12: everything with COVID,
15: we learn, um, and there's studies ongoing that might in the future show that ivermectin has some efficacy, but we do not have this information right now.
16: The jail's physician, Dr. Rob Karras, says patients in the prison took the drug willfully. However, several inmates at the Washington County Jail claim they
14: were given the pills but were never told what they actually were. A black police lieutenant in Miami who filed whistleblower and discrimination complaints over a recent demotion says she's been humiliated and reprimanded over the police radio and in person by the senior officer she cited in her complaint. A lawyer for Lieutenant Keandra Simmons wrote a letter to the police chief and city leaders demanding Captain Javier Ortiz cease and desist and stop retaliating against her. A heated confrontation between Ortiz and Simmons was carried out over the police radio airwaves. Other officers were able to listen in as the two high-ranking officers aired their dispute.
16: The Chicago police officer captured on video during an all with a black woman walking her dog at North Avenue Beach apparently has two dozen complaints filed against him. Records show a few of them resulted in disciplinary action, including a 20-day suspension after the officer's arrest back in 2008 for pointing his gun at someone during an off-duty domestic incident in Tennessee. Multiple sources confirmed to NBC5 investigates the identity of the officer who hasn't been charged with any wrongdoing. The first sustained complaint against him stemmed from an incident that took place
14: in 2007. Black offenders are more likely than white and Hispanic offenders to receive federal life sentences, says Ashley Nellis with the Sentencing Project.
8: Even the chronic offender, the person who is convicted of maybe seven robberies or more, is very unlikely to commit more crime after the age of forty. That doesn't—it doesn't seem like it. I mean, I'm—I'm I'm with everyone on this. It doesn't seem like it, but that is what the research
14: shows. According to a study in the journal Criminology, which examines Americans convicted of federal crimes between 2010 and 2017, black offenders were involved in less than a third of all cases, but accounted for nearly half of the cases eligible for life sentences. White offenders represented a third of all cases but received less than a quarter of federal life sentences during the same period i'm terry mccready along with vanessa tyler on your home for 24 7
16: news the black information network
12: boat sails spend their life on the water, soaking up sun, salt, smiles and adventures. Seabags captures the spirit of the days on the water in their handcrafted totes and accessories from recycled sailcloth. From totes and wristlets to travel bags and home decor, Seabags are perfect for everyday use, sandy beach days, or weekend getaways. Influenced by their home on the working waterfront in Portland, Maine, Seabags are nautical and beautiful and Seabags stand up to whatever the day brings with rope handles that wrap around the entire bag, plus most style offer the added convenience of being machine washable. At the heart of every bag is a commitment to sustainability and American-made manufacturing. Seabag sources all its materials from within the United States and is proud to have kept over 700 tons of cell cloth out of the landfill. Unique stitching and character marks are taken into account as every bag is artfully crafted one at a time. Shop online at seabags.com or at any Seabags retail store and get 15% off with coupon code HEART15.
7: This
11: episode is brought to you by Microsoft. It's time to get ready for the next generation of gaming, and that means it's time to check out Xbox All Access. It brings you the Xbox Series S and 24 months of the Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, so you get instant access to hundreds of games like Halo Infinite and Forza Horizon 5 with no upfront cost. The best part? It's only $24.99 a month. To get your all-inclusive pass to Xbox and an Xbox Series S, visit GameStop.com. This episode is brought to you by DirecTV Stream. Introducing DirecTV Stream, the best of live TV and on demand, which means you can get all your favorite sports, movies, and shows together so you can watch new episodes of your favorite reality shows live or binge old episodes on demand. Either way, get ready for some drama. And the best part, TV Stream has no annual contract. DirecTV Stream, get your TV together at directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet and compatible device.
8: Content varies by package and location, restriction supply
0: your money on the Black Information Network.
8: On Labor Day, over 7 million Americans lost their unemployment benefits as pandemic unemployment programs expired. Labor Secretary Marty Walsh told the Today Show there are still some options built into the American Rescue Plan passed earlier this year.
12: We've allowed
8: uh, governors across the country if they need to, to look at using CARES money, uh, excuse me, using Rescue Plan money to extend the unemployment benefit in their state if they need to. Uh, the rate is different all across the country. 7.5 million unemployed Americans will stop getting an extra $300 a week in benefits. Many states had already ended the pandemic benefits with governors claiming it was keeping people from taking available jobs. A new study puts North Carolina last when it comes to wages and worker protections. Oxfam's Best and Worst States to Work in America 2020 report says North Carolina is last for wage policies, worker protection policies, and the right to unionize. Other southern states ranking near the bottom were Georgia, Mississippi, Alabama, and South Carolina. Money news at 24 and 54 minutes past each hour. I'm Morgan Wood on the Black Information Network.
12: Made in Maine from recycled sails, Seabags are perfect for everyday use. From sandy beach days to weekend getaways, Seabags stand up to whatever the day brings with rope handles that wrap around the entire bag and most styles offer the added convenience of being machine washable. Seabags sources all its materials from within the United States and is proud to have kept over 700 tons of sail cloth out of the landfill. Shop online at Seabags.com or at any Seabags retail store and get 15% off with coupon code Part 15. Made in Maine from recycled sails, Seabags are perfect for everyday use. From sandy beach days to weekend getaways, Seabags stand up to whatever the day brings with rope handles that wrap around the entire bag and most styles offer the added convenience of being machine washable. Seabags sources all its materials from within the United States and is proud to have kept over 700 tons of sail cloth out of the landfill. Shop online at Seabags.com or at any Seabags retail store and get 15% off with coupon code Part fifteen.
5: News outlets will cover stories differently, but the Black Information Network is fundamentally different—a twenty-four-seven all-news network of writers, anchors, and producers with the goal of keeping you informed about what's happening in the Black community. BINNews.com, bringing you news you can trust. Download the iHeartRadio app now and listen to the Black Information
8: Network anytime, anywhere. Download the BIN Daily Update every
14: morning on the iHeartRadio app.
3: Today's episode is sponsored by Comcast. Good morning. Welcome to Axios Today. It's Tuesday, September 7th. I'm Nyla Boudou. It's great to be back with you. Here's how we're making you smarter today. Afghan refugees at the mercy of an overwhelmed immigration system plus the new growth of organized labor in the U.S. But first, today's one big thing, Mike Allen on the roadblocks in front of President Biden as we head into this fall. It's been a turbulent political summer, most recently with the Texas abortion ban that dominated the headlines last week. Now that summer's over, everyone is back from vacation, including me, and back to work and school. And so I'm wondering, as we look towards the fall, what is next? No better to ask that than Axios co-founder Mike Allen. Good morning, Mike. Nyla, welcome back. Thank you. Mike, it's the first week of fall. What does the agenda look like for President Biden in this first week back to work?
4: I have not had so many different tracks playing as we started to fall in all the time that I've been doing this. So look at what we've got, like at home, massive time for the Biden agenda of finishing out this summer. Senator Joe Manson said, oh, by the way, let's uh, hit pause on that 35 Trillion dollars uh, that you queued up uh, to rewire uh, the American safety net uh, might be less than that. So that is going on. An extremely solemn week, of course, the 20th anniversary of 9-11. We'll be hearing about that all week. And then Saturday, President Biden, the first lady traveling to all three of the sites for that day, like a very emotional uh, trip and moment And this is what I mean about so many tracks. Early in the week, President Biden is going to be in Queens and New Jersey today after Ida, and New Orleans still doesn't have electricity. It's more than leaders have dealt with ever. And I have not said one word, Nyla. What's that word? Afghanistan.
3: Mike, so much of what we've talked about, it seems like, with the Biden presidency is what President Biden has on his agenda versus what keeps happening in the world. How much of how much are we going to see that interplay this week in particular?
4: Yeah, now, uh, President Biden, who had been on a roll, things had been going pretty well for him. His agenda had been on track The economy jobs were on track. COVID vaccinations were on track. Now all those individually are at risk. And now you have the backdrop of a massive international crisis with questions about how his administration handled it. These, of course, are all interlinked. They all depend on his attention, his competence, his popularity, his Muscle. And that's the drama for this fall.
3: What's the bottom line here then?
4: The bottom line President Biden has more at risk at home and abroad than ever. Americans are watching just as we head into the midterms of 2022. Republicans out there, of course, are going to do him no favors.
3: Axios co founder Mike Allen. Thank you, Mike.
4: Now, usually I say, have the best week. Hard to do it after that recitation, but I wish you the best for the fall.
3: We'll be back in 15 seconds with deepening problems for the U.S. immigration system. Comcast is committing $1 billion to reach 50 million low-income Americans with the tools and resources they need to succeed in a digital world. Learn more at comcast.com slash education. Welcome back to Axios Today. I'm Nyla Boudou. The U.S. immigration system was already overwhelmed, and that's before thousands of Afghan refugees entered the system. Now the crisis is making the existing bottlenecks in the system even worse. Axios political reporter Steph Kite is here to explain how, hey, Steph, good morning, Good morning, Nyla. Can you tell us what President Biden is facing now as Afghan refugees try to relocate to the U.S.?
15: We're seeing a surge at the U.S.-Mexico border that's lasted for months, which is unusual. There are also backlogs that have always existed in the system when it comes to paperwork and getting visas out. So then on top of that, we have... Afghans trying to come to the U.S., whether they're seeking refugee status or trying to go through the special immigrant visa process, both take a really long time. And time isn't exactly what we've had when it comes to quickly getting Afghans out of Afghanistan.
3: And Steph, when we talk about Afghan refugees, part of that group also includes unaccompanied minors?
15: Yeah, we've heard so far that there are dozens of unaccompanied kids who are Afghans who have been brought into the U.S. That number is obviously changing, so we don't know the latest number. But the last we heard is that it was dozens of them who are already in the U.S. And a lot of them will go through the same process as unaccompanied kids who cross the U.S.-Mexico border. So they'll be placed in shelters that are overseen by the Department of Health and Human Services. And we've seen the complications that come with that. About one in five migrant kids have been testing positive for COVID-19. In recent weeks, according to sources I spoke to, and I've also recently reported that HHS has lost contact with about one in three migrant kids that they release to parents or other people who are in the U.S.
3: What is the Biden administration doing to try to alleviate all of this pressure on a system that was already overwhelmed?
15: You know, we've heard about them working on, for example, regulations that would make the asylum process quicker by changing up the way that asylum applications are processed at the border. They've also worked to speed up the special immigrant visa process, which is the process that a lot of Afghans who help the U.S. military would have to go to. They've set up dozens of emergency shelters, whether it's for unaccompanied kids or for Afghans. So we're seeing them respond to these emergencies, but it it doesn't give them as much time to really fix the longer term issues. One thing is the backlogs in visas, looking at the way we hand out visas. Should there be other categories? Some of those bigger questions that the administration has pushed legislation on, but oftentimes they can't really fix those long-term issues on their own. It really does fall on Congress.
3: Axios political reporter, Steph Kite. Thanks, Steph. Thanks for having me. I'm working from New York City all this week, including yesterday, Labor Day, where the very first Labor Day march was held in 1882, as the American labor movement was growing strong with the creation of unions, banning child labor, and the eight-hour workday. Of course, fast forward to today, and we're normally talking about the decline of organized labor. But now union membership among the American workforce is at its highest point in five years, about 11%. Axios' business editor, Dan Premack, has been reporting on this. Dan, why is it going up?
11: Union membership did go down last year. It just didn't go down by nearly as much as regular jobs went down. So it's now a bigger percentage of the workforce than it was before the pandemic, basically because unions protected more jobs than non-unionized jobs.
3: What kind of impact do you think this could have on the labor force as we think about efforts to unionize gig workers or other parts of the economy?
11: This really right now, say 2021, 2022, really is a major inflection point for organized labor, uh, which, as you said earlier, has been in decline for a long time, in part because it hasn't done a terribly good job adjusting to the new realities of work, right? Labor unions are very much kind of manufacturing focused, some service work, but not so much as you say gig workers, Starbucks workers, warehouse, Amazon workers, et cetera. And there have been these efforts recently to try to get these new types of work unionized. There hasn't been much success yet, but if you're going to do it, this is kind of the moment and you are seeing a real push, including from unions like the Teamsters trying to push it.
3: Dan Primack is Excuses' business editor and writes the Pro Rata newsletter. Thanks for being with us, Dan. Thank Thank you. you. That's it for us today. Thanks so much to Margaret Taleb, Hope King, and Erica Pandey for filling in for me while I enjoyed a wonderful and relaxing vacation. And big thanks to all of you who got in touch while I was out. The Axios Today team is in New York all this week, as I mentioned, and we'll have some special coverage ahead of the 9-11 anniversary coming up this weekend. September 11, 2001 was actually the beginning of my journalism career. I was in Washington, D.C. And I was wondering if you're reflecting back on 9-11 this week also, tell us how. Text me a voice memo, including your name and location, to 202-918-4893. I'm Nyla Budu. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, and we'll see you back here tomorrow morning. Comcast has built a broadband network with one simple purpose, to keep customers connected. In the last 10 years, they have invested $30 billion to keep America's largest gig speed broadband network fast, secure, and reliable. And they work around the clock to build a better network every single day. Learn more at Comcast.com slash network.
17: John Schaefer here with another uh, segment on the homeless and I had the opportunity to meet a homeless person that I had been talking to for only a few days um, but had gotten uh, a really good feeling about this person Um, they were very sad um, And I just felt um, that they could be trusted and that um, they needed to get rid of the sadness in their life and in their eyes and that they needed a hand up and they needed someone to rescue them. So I went to meet them and drove from Chicago to South Bend, picked them up at a shelter and brought them back to Chicago with me. And they are staying with me. And this person um, has been fully trusted. They are very kind, very helpful, generous um, by giving things to other homeless people and uh, very intelligent. Um, Now this individual's been homeless a few times, um, but has also um, been used and abused and um, at the age of 27. And so some people just need to be rescued. Some people need an opportunity and some just need a hand up. Um, it's not always easy to determine who can be trusted and who um, you know, you can invite into your home. And I've done this more than probably 15 times. Uh, still, it's always a risk. I do not highly recommend it. Um, but after a while you become a judge of character and, uh, you get a sense that th- this person can be trusted. Um, now they are doing wonderfully well. They are happy. Um, they feel like, uh, they're on cloud nine. That's an answer to prayer. Um. They do have faith in their life, and um, it's been a pleasure to have them uh, stay with me. And um, I I would do it all over again. Um, And more than likely, when this individual has moved on and, and progressed to have their own place, Uh, And when the time comes, um, some of my friends will be able to help with that, but um, there will be another person, more than likely, um, that will be given the opportunity. Um, Now, probably over the course of the last uh, 10 years, uh, there's probably been about 15 homeless people that I have invited into my home and uh, uh, some of them have worked out, some of them did not Uh, in most cases they were always trustworthy Uh, some just did not want to pursue bettering their life and so uh, they left on their own, some uh, it was just time for them to move on and so I told them to move on and uh, they just were not ready to fully better their life and return to the streets. Now, uh, it's, it's a great thing to be able to give someone such an opportunity at not being homeless and to Better themselves and uh, if you do not see the signs early in them staying with you then you need to reevaluate things uh, but I see the signs uh, I have great hopes for this individual and uh, I believe they can um, accomplish many good things um, down the road, and just needed the opportunity. Um, so, I say that to say any one of us can offer a hand up. Um, but if you can't offer a hand up, you can certainly do a handout. Um, maybe you can prepare them a, a plastic bag filled with toiletries. Um, maybe you can take them a meal or a sack lunch, or simply some fresh fruit, and a cold water. Um, but uh, perhaps if they need a haircut, you can take them to uh, a barber shop uh, to have their hair cut. Many different things we can do. You can buy them a, a shirt, if, if it looks like they take a medium or large shirt. And uh, just help them out. Show them that someone is thinking of them. Uh, There's different ways to offer aid and to rescue someone, even if it's not getting them off the streets. Your love and your concern and your care and displaying to them that you're thinking of them is a form of rescue. And it gives them hope and it may brighten their day and um, you will feel good about it as well. This is John Schaefer. I hope you've enjoyed listening to this week's uh, program and please stay tuned for next week's program Thank you so much.
10: If you watch any television at all, you've heard all sorts of commercials touting various products. They're new, they're improved, they're fantastic, they're, they're capable of changing our lives. For only a few dollars, you see, we can look and we can feel younger. We can have cleaner clothes, we can have whiter teeth, we can have glamorous looking hair, we can have better tasting food. One guy on the commercial after taking this, I'm going to call it a brain enhancer called Prevagen. He's 68 years old, 70 years old, something like that. But he claims he can he can think clearer and and focus better, and and that people tell him he has the mind of an elephant because he can remember everything that's said to him. Automobiles, perfumes, diet, pop, soda, whatever you want to call it, beer, wine, even even the hard stuff. You see, they they all promise us a. A good life, and they all promise us a lot of friends to go with all that. And just before an election, you know, no no one can come closer to matching matching promises than a politician. But talk is cheap, and it doesn't take us long for us to realize that things aren't what they always seem to be, and what promise has been made to us doesn't always work out that way. It doesn't take long for us to find out that the, that the boasts and the promises that come are, are hollow and they're cheap. And quite often, they're far, far from the truth. Christians aren't immune from many of this either. You've heard it before, or you've been places Jesus is the answer. Believe in God. Come to church with me and, and, and see what it's like. We'll change your life. Just like everyone else, you see, Christians are guilty of making all sorts of claims. And, and like the commercials on television or the promise-making politicians, we too are guilty of not living up to our promises as well. We say one thing and do something else. Even though we, we come to church every Sunday morning and even though we profess to, to trust in God, we have a hard time letting go of the world around us. We have a hard time letting go of the, of the values that the world around us claim. So despite saying all the right things and having all the right answers, it's still very, very easy for people like us, people that come to church every week, to contradict the gospel by the way we live our lives. James, in in his letter to the first century Christians who were living in in Gentile communities, confronts this this conflict head-on. His letter, could be we could call it a how-to book on Christian living. That's how I like to think of the book of James. He points out that it's not just enough to to talk about Christian faith. He says we have to go one step further. He says we have to live our Christian faith. What good is it, he says, if if you have faith but you don't show it by your actions, if you don't show it by the way you live your life? So what James is is saying is that that talk is cheap. And that the proof of your faith has to be seen in the way you live your life. We need to, as Christians, fully commit ourselves to Jesus' ethical and moral values and not the ethical and moral values of the world that we live in if we want to keep from being corrupted. Simply put, we are not to live by the world's value system, which is based on selfishness, money, power, and pleasure. Instead, James says, care for those who are less fortunate than you are. and refuse to let the world around you corrupt you. But there's more to it than that, you see, because our faith means absolutely nothing if we only listen to what God tells us. If we only listen to what God wants us to do. We have to go one step beyond that. We have to respond to what God wants us to do. We have to be doers of his word. And we have to strive to do exactly as he wants us to do. So James begins chapter 2 this morning from what Peg read us by building upon the very, very end of chapter 1. Take care of the poor and don't let the world around you, the world that you live in, corrupt you. And so we say to ourselves, well, I don't have a problem with that, I guess. I mean, I bring food in for church community services and, and I put extra money in the offering plate for church community services or or maybe a little bit more for the pastor's discretionary fund or, or maybe for the jail ministry or, or I'll give money to, to UMCOR that we talked about this morning. And I do my fair share of work for the church so yeah I guess I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing what God wants me to do and this is exactly what James thought you would say but like James's brother Jesus he's got a quick mind and he's always one step ahead of us so he gives us a, a test case this morning, and if you're if you're like me and you listen to what Peg read, you you start to think a little bit, and then maybe you start to start to squirm a little bit because you don't feel comfortable. Because we've all done what she read to us this morning. We've all shown partiality to our, toward other people. We've all shown favoritism toward other people. But. We're working hard to overcome that because, because we're Christians and we come to church every Sunday and we know it's wrong. But it's hard because it's been drilled into our heads since we were little kids. Favoritism, partiality. We live in a society that judges people or their values based on their appearance. On what people look like. And that's the way it is for our world. Outward appearance is more important than what's on the inside. That's why we we dress nice. That's why we brush our teeth, why we comb our hair. We want to look cool to other people. And what's interesting about all this this morning is that, that James is talking directly to people like us. He's talking to working class people. He tells us in verse 6 that you, meaning us, dishonor the poor. While at the same time, you, meaning us, let the rich oppress you. He's making a, a distinction between the people out there who are rich and the people out there who are poor. And you and I, the working class, the poor slobs, we're stuck right in the middle of it. So in a sense, you see, it becomes a hospitality issue. It becomes a, a church issue. Who are you most happy to see come in the doors down there to church? The guy wearing a brand new Hart Schaffner and Mark suit with a brand new tie and a white shirt and, and brand new Johnson and Murphy shoes? Or the guy wearing a t-shirt and a pair of raggedy looking pants and tennis shoes that have holes and stains on them. And oh, by the way, when it's time to pass the offering plate, make sure that you get that good looking rich guy in the back there because he might help us out this week financially. He might help us meet some of our, our goals that we're having a hard time meeting. Dan Parker told me a story a few weeks ago. and. and it happened to his friend, and I'm going to change it a little bit to, what they say on Dragnet, to change the names to protect the innocent, I think, or something like that. And I'm going to maybe embellish the story a little bit, but, but his friend was at a big social gathering on, on the upper St. Joe River at someone's house. It was a big, beautiful home, and they had a big cookout area on the outside, bigger than any of our kitchens big, beautiful home, and and, and there was a a hot tub, and there was a big speedboat out there, and there was a pontoon boat, and there were jet skis, and and a big swimming pool between the house and the river. I mean, this place was, was it. And the guy sat there, and he watched all these people come into this gathering. They drove Corvettes and, and Mercedes-Benzes and, and Lexuses. And, and they were all dressed up to the hill. And, and they were all discussing their, their homes. And their, some of them were talking about their maids and their butlers. And they were talking about their vacation homes and, and how they spent the winter here and the weather there and, 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 and on and on and on. And after watching these people and listening to them for a while, Dan's friend turned and, and his, the guy that works at the bank that he knew was sitting right beside him. And he said to his banker, he said, what in the world am I doing wrong? He said, look at all these people. They're all my age or, or younger. They all have these big fancy cars. They all have these big fancy homes, and they have boats and, and vacation homes, and they spend the winter in Florida. And look at me. He said, I'm working my butt off. I'm working my butt off. I can't seem to get ahead I'm struggling and I don't have half of what these people have. And the man's banker looked around at all these other people for a minute or two and he said, You know, he said they all look and sound pretty good, don't they? But he said, Let me tell you something. He said, All these people are one paycheck away from financial disaster one paycheck away from financial disaster. You might remember seeing this woman, I'm going to tell you about, riding her bike around town with a a little dog that used to follow her around. I'm not going to say her name. The names were changed to protect the innocent. She was a strange woman, to say the least, and and after seeing her picket City Hall in a leopard-skin bathing suit, one would think that she's nuts, but she did it. She didn't like what was being done in the city, so she picketed City Hall in a leopard-skin bathing suit all by herself. And besides being nuts, you see, she lived on the other side of the tracks down on west garfield street down in the in the hood as they call it nowadays in a house that was condemned by the city and if you remember right a number of years ago there was a it might have been the first thing that happened here in Elkhart, but there was a a little girl that was beaten to death by her by her mother's boyfriend and because of the severity of the crime it was on on all the tv channels and in all the newspapers and all that and, And like the woman I just told you about, the little girl and her mother, well, they also lived in a bad part of town, and they were young, and they were down and out, and and they barely had enough money to survive, and they had absolutely no money at all to pay for the little girl's funeral. And I can still remember being at work one day and seeing the crazy woman ride her bicycle up and park it out in front of the funeral home and her little dog stayed outside. And she came in and she came in up to the desk and she said, how much is the funeral for the little girl that was murdered? And when she was told the amount, the the crazy woman, this woman who, who lived in a condemned house down in the hood, she reached in her pocket and she pulled out a wad of cash and she paid for that little girl's funeral right down to the penny with the understanding that no one would ever know who paid for it. So who are you drawn to? Who do you favor sometimes? Society tells us to treat the the well-dressed, impressive-looking people different than those who appear to have little of nothing. Of course, who wouldn't want to identify with someone who, who looked like a million bucks instead of looking like someone who looked like a bum? But when it comes right down to it, you see, we, we sometimes don't really know who we're dealing with. Talk is cheap, and looks can be Deceiving. When it comes to the mission of the church, when it it comes to the mission of of Bethel United Methodist Church, are we interested only in those people who, who look the part? Are we interested only in those who we think might be able to help us financially because they look good today? Or are we interested in seeing all the people? Are we interested in seeing all the people just as they are as we go about making disciples of Jesus Christ for transformation of the world and not just of some people? This is the core of our faith. Listen to how James puts it in the Good News Bible, I found it on my shelf up in my office. He says, as believers in our Lord Jesus Christ, you must never treat people in different ways according to their outward appearance. Right straight from the Bible. Say what you want, but what you really believe is shown by the way you act. With your acts, you see, the way you act, we see and God sees what you really believe. You can say all sorts of of good religious things, whatever you want, but your life will bear witness to your real beliefs. For James and what should be for for all of us at the heart of what we believe is, is how we view and treat other people. Do we see some people who are who are more worthy of our grace than others? Do we act as though there are are people among us who deserve to be in line ahead of everyone else because of who they are or the way they look? Are there people who should receive more attention than others because of who they are or the way they look? You see, that's what James is, is wrestling about this, with this morning. He, he wants us to see that it's about favoritism. It's about giving preferential treatment. It's about the distinction between the rich and the poor. The person who claims to live by the law of love but continues to practice discrimination has broken the law of love. He just told us that this morning. Favoritism and partiality is declared uncompatible with the faith in Jesus Christ. They don't go together. If you're doing it, James says you're, you're sinning in the eyes of God. Your life will bear witness to what you believe. So there should be there should be no doubt about it, if we profess to follow Jesus and if we want nothing more to live the type of life that he wants us to live, then we should be living a godly life, a life of loving other people instead of showing favoritism to certain people. This, in, in James' view, this is what James says is tearing his church apart, and if we aren't careful, it's going to, chair, to turn our, tear our church apart. Not this church, but it will tear the church apart. Bill Hybels, I have a book in my office from, by Bill Hybels. It's a Bible study book on James. It's called Live Wisely. And in this book he says, it only takes one hole to sink a ship. He says, it only takes one hit to ruin a no-hitter in baseball. And only one speeding ticket, or for those of you who don't wear a seat belt, one ticket because you don't wear a seat belt, to ruin a perfect driving record. So James this morning asked us a, a similar question. He asked, how many biblical laws Does it take to become a lawbreaker or a sinner if you break that biblical law? How many of them? The answer, he says, is one. It could range from murder and and adultery to a little white lie. But in between, in between, James says, when you show favoritism, you're committing a sin. And by that same law, you are exposed as a lawbreaker. If you're in the middle of this somewhere, you see, you're no better than, than than anybody else. He talks about all of this tearing the part, tearing the church apart in biblical times. But if we if we fast forward and look today, we're going to see that the same thing is going to happen to our church and the world around us. Because we make distinctions between those people and those people. We're guilty of breaking God's law because we show favoritism and and partial treatment of people who are only white. We're guilty of showing favoritism and partiality people of our own gender, of our own orientation, and and of course of our own economic status. When we do this, James says, we're sinning. When we're doing this, we're saying that there are people around us who don't deserve God's grace as much as we do. We're saying that there are some people around us if we show favoritism and partiality, we're saying that some people around us don't deserve to come up and have communion this morning because they're not as good as us. And their voices, their voices don't need to be heard as much as our voices do because we're better than them. But the alternative to all this is clear and simple. And James tells us, Showing favoritism, showing partiality is a sin in the eyes of God. But how simple would it be to do what Jesus tells us to do? Love your neighbor as yourself, he says. How simple is that? If your faith doesn't show itself through good works, then you really don't have any faith at all. In fact, if if your faith doesn't show itself through your good works, you have no hope at all. You have no hope at all because your faith is dead. Your faith is dead. If you don't show your faith through your good works, Your faith is dead, and you're wasting your time. Amen.
2: Profile America. Tuesday, September 7th. Of the millions of students going to some manner of classes in the new school year, many are attending junior high schools or middle schools. The first such school in the nation opened its doors on this date in 1909, the Indianola Junction Junior High School in Columbus, Ohio. The school's ninth grade students were offered courses in English, German, Algebra, Science, and Geography, as well as manual training, domestic science, history, and the Government of Ohio. Today, most middle schools are composed of grades 6 to 8, some even 5 to 8, with a much-changed curriculum. Of the nation's 76 million students, from preschool to graduate school, some 16.6 million of them are enrolled in grades 5 to 8. You can find more facts about America's people, places, and economy from the American Community Survey at census.gov.
1: This concludes our podcast for today. Stick with us Monday through Friday and download it here through anchor.fm and the Anchor podcast free of charge through your Google Play Store.
17: On behalf of us at SME, have a good one.